Hi folks, and welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Sally Garozzo. So today we are talking about how your mind affects your menopause. And just so you know, this was recorded in September 2020. So the reason I think this subject is so important is because for some women, HRT is not an option. Or they might be on HRT, but it's not giving them the results that they desire. And so by utilizing the power of the mind to affect our biochemistry, we just have another tool in our toolkit to use to support our menopause transition. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast, the place to get some answers and feel supported along this often bumpy journey. Many people sail through menopause, but many people don't. And so my guests and I are here to motivate you and inspire you so that you can make menopause a happier transition for yourself and for your loved ones. I'm Sally Garozzo and I'm an award-winning rapid transformational therapist, a menopause educator and the founder of the Sleep Superpower Academy. So without further ado, let's dive in. So today we are going to talk about how your mind affects your menopause. So I wanted to talk about this today because there's a lot of information out there about the reverse, about how your menopause affects your mind. For example, with things like um, brain fog, anxiety, low mood, lack of confidence, things like that. But there's very little about the reverse. So for those of you who know me, you'll know that I'm always looking for solutions. I'm really solution orientated, probably something to do with Virgo rising. I don't know. Um, Because the reason I'm very solution orientated is because I believe that every person on the planet has the power to change their lives, to change the way that they feel, to change their circumstances. Because if we didn't have that power, I think that this would be a very bleak existence. And I don't believe that it is. We can use the power of the knowledge that we have access to these days, the power of our decisions, and we can use the the power of our actions. So those are three very powerful combinations, knowledge, decision, and action. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, for any of you who follow him, says, in a world where we've got so much knowledge at our fingertips, ignorance is a choice. And I believe that to be so. So we have knowledge, we have um, the ability to make decisions. And those decisions tend to come in a lightning bolt moment when things have got as bad as we can bear. And then we've got action. And action is normally to do with mobilization, getting us, you know, mobilizing us from where we are to where we want to be. Or action might be not taking any action and it might be becoming more immobilized if we have become too mobilized. So before we look at how your mind affects your menopause, let's look at what I mean when I say the word mind, right? So when I say the word mind, what I'm actually talking about is the conscious part of you and the subconscious part of you. Okay, so the conscious part of you is basically your attitude, your choices, and your intention and your decisions, basically your ability to exert your will. 
Okay, the subconscious part of you is linked to your preferences and it's linked to hmm, do I prefer this or do I prefer that? You know, some people prefer camping, some people don't prefer camping, and that preference will be embedded in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is also your feelings, it's linked to your body. That sort of I don't know why I feel the way I do, but I just feel the way that I do. And I use this example you know, you fancy someone, you go all gooey when you look at them, but you like logically you think, well, they're actually they're not that good looking, or I don't know why I fancy this person because they do this and I don't really like that, but there's something about them that I really fancy. And that's the subconscious mind. You're drawn to that person because there's probably some kind of um, link to the way that you were parented. But that's for another session, right? Um, Okay, so because this is all about menopause. Not that relationships aren't to do with menopause. They are, absolutely. So The other way that your subconscious mind is involved with all of this is the fact that your subconscious mind is linked to your imagination. And the most amazing thing is that your mind can't tell the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And we're going to get to this a bit later. So you can see that the mind is very, very powerful. It's the driver of our habits. It's the driver of our behaviors, both conscious and subconscious. And this is very important at menopause because our choices, our habits, our behaviors really indicate whether we're going to have a successful menopause or a difficult menopause. So the main thing that makes menopause worse is stress. So anything that we can do to remove stress both internally and externally is going to really help our menopause success. And this is usually where the whole midlife crisis thing comes in as well. Um, And the reason it comes in at menopause is because change is required and change on top of menopausal symptoms can actually be very scary, very debilitating and just... You can just feel very alone in it all. It's that sort of thing, you know, you haven't slept for a couple of weeks and someone's, when your coaches might be asking you to exercise or eat better, maybe you need to look at quitting the job that you hate. There's so much change that is required at menopause if we're going to have a successful menopause. Um, Or maybe not, you know, for for everybody is different, but the potential is that we can't keep living our lives the way that we have been living them when we hit menopause. So we need to change. We need to ask for more help. We need to change jobs, look for more meaning and purpose, sleep better, eat better, exercise. And sometimes, you know, I say it's like it's like going through military training sometimes, um, which is not a pretty picture. And that's why if we can utilize the power of the mind, which is the driver of everything, the way that you feel, the choices that you make, then we have a much better chance of having a better menopause. So stress makes menopausal symptoms worse. We know that. And the best way that we can get stress out of our lives is to do things like make sure that we have great nutrition. You know, we want to be eating organic where possible. We want to be removing toxic substances from our life, um, maybe in the form of chemicals, maybe in the form of perfumes, face creams, makeups, things like that. We want to opt 
the more natural solutions. That's not easy, you know, especially if we've been buying the same products over and over again. I know I have a very difficult time not using Mac. I love Mac, but opting for the more natural choices where you don't get as much coverage is harder, right? And the nutritional choices as well, you know, we have to cook, we have to clean, we have to do all of these things to help us and it requires energy. We also have to make sure that we're getting good exercise, we're lifting weights, we're doing a bit of cardio, we're mobilizing our joints. Often that's not easy. Sleep is a brilliant way of getting stress out of the body, making sure that we sleep through the night undisturbed, going to bed on time, creating good sleep habits for ourselves, and then, of course, learning to relax. That daily relaxation is so important to help us manage our stress. I talk about it a lot. But there's also other things as well that, that goes a long way in helping us to reduce stress in our, in our um, menopause. And that is learning how to communicate very differently in all of our relationships. So learning nonviolent communication. And also then being able to... Um, create a life that you love, so a career that you love that gives you meaning and purpose or doing voluntary work that you that you love if you're not working for whatever reason. So there's a lot of areas that we can look at to help us reduce stress. So what we're looking at here is a big overhaul and that requires maybe change, getting a bit uncomfortable and and changing the way that we look at things so that the things we look at change. Often, we relate these changes to pain. We don't want to quit sugar. We don't want to stop using the products that we've always loved, the perfumes that we've always loved. We don't want to exercise because it's hard work. We want, we would you know rather stay up late watching YouTube videos because it's like you know addictive, and we feel that we need to know more, or it's hard to ask for help. This is a big big overhaul and we we can use the mind to help us. So how does your mind affect your menopause? It's really because the mind can tap into these three powerful tools, the power of choice, the power of imagination and the power of where you put your attention. Many of the resistances to change are because You've got the wrong words and the wrong pictures floating around in your mind. You are linking something that you want to pain and something that you don't want to pleasure. I'll say that again. You're linking something that you want to pain. So I want to be fit and healthy. You're linking that to doing something painful rather than doing something pleasurable. So the quitting of the sugar, the exercise, you're linking that to pain rather than to pleasure. And this is where it all goes wrong. If we could see that not eating after 10 p.m. at night or eating that bit of toast after 10 p.m. at night, if we could see that as pain rather than pleasure, if we could see that as that behavior is going to take us away from what we want, then we would have more success with it. So it's about... um, it's about moving into the future a little bit with our thinking. It's that delayed gratification, moving into the future and just going, okay, what effect is that going to have on us? This is about deciding what do you want the payoff to be? Do you want the payoff to be something positive or do you want the payoff to be something negative? 
So let's look at, so let me just go back. We get stuck when we know we should be acting supportively, but we can't. We just can't seem to change because you're running a program that is out of date. So let's look at some of the resistances that we might have. So maybe you know you should be doing time-restricted feeding, but you just can't help snacking after 10.30. Maybe you know you should be going to bed at 10 p.m., but you just can't help going on your phone and seeing what's happening out there. Maybe you know that seeing that particular person in your life makes you feel disgruntled and angry and pissed off, but you can't seem to say no when they text you and say, do you want to come out or do you want to come over? Maybe you know that you shouldn't scream at your partner, but you do it anyway, and then you blame it on the menopause. Well, he kind of cowers, he or she cowers into a corner and becomes more and more and more disconnected from you. Maybe you know you need to get up earlier and jump into your gym clothes, but every morning there's just an excuse. Maybe you know you need to find more connection in your life, but you don't feel like you've got anything to offer. Maybe you want to leave your job and start a a purpose-driven career, but you just can't make the switch. You're blaming it on lack of confidence. You're blaming it on the menopause. You're blaming it on brain fog. You're blaming it on don't have the skills, whatever your reason is. Maybe you know you need to be asking for help in your life now, but you fear rejection and don't believe that you deserve to be helped. Maybe you're running that bullshit program. Sorry, I I don't mean to um, undermine these programs because they feel very, very real, but sometimes they are just BS that we keep perpetuating over and over and over again. Maybe you know you need to schedule in some relaxation time in the afternoon, but you're so addicted to stimulation or productivity or getting things done or just the the busyness of life that you never prioritize it. You never prioritize your well-being. Maybe you know you should have a more positive attitude, but you can't seem to shift that negativity. Maybe there's a part of you that is that enjoys that negativity. Maybe there's a part of you that gets something from that negativity. Okay, so what we must do is focus on what we will gain from shifting these habits rather than what we are going to be giving up. This is about delaying gratification. Every choice has a payoff. You either pay in bad feelings or you pay in good feelings. And you can use that power, like I said before, of forward projection to move into your future a little way and imagine the payoff. You can imagine um, how you're going to feel after doing some exercise. You can imagine how you are going to feel after you've got the help that you need in your life. Okay, so yes, I would ask you, please, please, please don't be one of those people that blames everything on the menopause for every little thing in your life. Because when you do that, what happens is you give your power away and your mind has got so much more power than you think. So apart from your mind helping you to rewrite your habits and behaviors, your mind also has the power to influence your body in a way that science is only just beginning to understand. This is the amazing bit. This is where it really starts to excite me. This is where I believe that hypnosis could be wildly effective, not only at reducing stress, which which we know it can do, but the implications of reducing stress has implications for a much better menopause. What if 
we could begin to elevate our sex hormones again just by using the power of visualisation. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the imagination. So this is from this book here, How Your Mind Can Help Your Body, How Your Mind Can Help Your Body, Help Heal, sorry, How Your Mind Can Heal Your Body by David R. Hamilton, who I just love. Let me know if you like him too. He's amazing. So um, in his book, he talks about a study that was done in 2004, and it was done by scientists at the Department of Biomedical Engineering at the Lerner Research Institute in Cleveland. And they found by simply imagining, repeating an exercise over and over again, you can increase muscle strength. And in this particular study, the muscle strength was increased by 35% in comparison to those that actually did the exercise and their muscle strength was increased by 53%. And this was in an exercise where you just lift and lower your little finger, which can actually be quite hard to do. Um, so I think that's quite amazing just by using your imagination, you can actually increase your muscle strength. Okay, it's not as much as if you were physically doing the exercise, but it's it's quite a long way. 35% is, seems, you know, it's not zero. So there's something going on with the imagination, which is pretty phenomenal, I think. So we know that the imagination is a powerful tool. And it just makes me think, you know, if we can affect our muscles, if we can grow muscle strength and nerves, what else can we do with the menopause? Can we re-elevate our sex hormones if we think about it enough? If we direct our attention and our focus on that by imagine the dial going up in our mind, imagining that the sex hormones are attached to a dial and we're dialing them up again the estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. Why not? So, yeah, we know that the imagination is a powerful tool and what you imagine, here's the thing, what you imagine tends to come from your childhood experiences and as well what you choose to focus your attention on now that you're an adult. So, what if we rewrote the program? What if we stopped focusing on what we learn about ourselves and about our bodies and about our potential from childhood. And we started focusing our attention on what it is that we wanted to cool our hot flush, to clear our brain fog, to ignite our libido, to feel better about ourselves, to sleep better, to have more money. What about if we spent 20 minutes a day focusing on something that we wanted, focusing on symptom clearing? So by understanding how visualization works, we can start to understand how we could help menopause symptom severity. So from David, from that book, again, that I just told you about, he describes that there are six different ways that visualization works. A person's practice impacts their immune system. I'm going to read all of them first and then we're going to go into them a bit more. So it affects your immune system. Visualization has a direct effect via the nervous system. Visualization has a direct effect on the neuropeptides. It has a direct effect enabling the person to feel more empowered rather than hopeless. 
It has a direct impact on positive belief and it has a direct impact on the focusing of a person's will, mind, consciousness, conscious mind. So let's go back to the first one. A person's practice impacts their immune system. And we know that having a balanced, healthy, strong immune system means less inflammation in the body. When we have more inflammation in the body, it plays havoc with our menopause symptoms. So it affects our digestion, it affects joint pain, it affects headaches, it affects detoxification, it affects blood flow, it affects our organs, it affects our mood, inflammation affects so much in the body. So we don't want too much inflammation and we know that visualization can help or, or it can impact, definitely, that's that's a definite, it impacts our immune system. That's a good thing. Visualization has a direct effect via the nervous system and we know that the nervous system is involved with temperature regulation, heartbeats, breath, hormone activity, mood, digestion, and then so much more peripheral things like productivity as well. So if we can affect our, our nervous system through our visualization and our intention, maybe we can affect things like our libido. Maybe we can affect our hot flushes. Maybe we can affect our general well-being, our sense of confidence. Maybe we can even clear brain fog. We know that visualization has a direct effect on the neuropeptides and these neuropeptides are small proteins that affect the way that we feel. So for example, when you think about babies or puppies, presuming you like babies or puppies, you get a, a dose of oxytocin, which is a neuropeptide, which lowers blood pressure, lowers your heart rate, regulates your heart rate and also plays a role in digestion as well. So anything that helps us to feel calm and more relaxed and more connected and bonded is going to help our menopausal symptoms. See where I'm getting at. Visualization enables a person to feel empowered rather than hopeless. There's so much when we're going through the midlife transition that is there to potentially disempower us. We don't feel like, or we feel like we're losing control a lot of the time. We feel like we're losing ourselves. If we feel like we have got something that we can do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, that can help us feel more empowered and less hopeless, surely that's got to be good for not just the menopause symptoms, but the, for the whole mental and emotional transition. And this sense of positivity that we gain from feeling empowered is most definitely going to have an effect on our nerves, our in our immune system and our digestion and all of those things that helps to make our menopause better, better or worse. Um, okay, so visualization has an impact on positive belief. This is the placebo effect and we know that the placebo effect exists. Still more research to be done on it, but we know that it exists. We know that a belief about a certain thing creates a chemical change in the body and in the brain, impacting many of our systems. So why wouldn't it affect our menopause? We, our systems are all interlinked. You cannot separate 
your body systems. They are all they all play off each other. It's like an orchestra. You know, you need all of the different parts of the orchestra to be playing in harmony to create a resonant sound. That's what's happening in menopause. Thing the, the orchestra starts going out of tune or parts of the orchestra start going out of tune. We need to tune them back up again. And that starts with habits, behaviors, choices, but it also is those things are heavily influenced by the power of our focus, intention, and our subconscious mind, the, the thing that's driving our conscious choices as well. So as you can see, there are many, many reasons to adopt a visualization practice, a relaxation practice at menopause. In conclusion, your menopause affects your mind, but also your mind affects your menopause. The mind is made up of the, the conscious part of you and the subconscious part of you. Maybe there's other parts of you, but I'm talking predominantly about the conscious part of you and the subconscious part of you. Those two drivers will affect your habits, your decisions, your behaviours, which will either support your menopause, menopause transition or not. Plus, when we tap into the power of our imagination and direct our imagination using a hypnosis recording, for example, we get to tap into and affect and change our nervous system, our immune system, our neuro, neuropeptides, which all go towards reducing stress, making us feel more empowered and making us feel like we have more control over this potentially destabilizing time. Hey folks, I wanted to let you know about my brand new collection of hypnosis recordings specifically for menopausal symptoms. It's becoming common knowledge among scientific communities that our thinking can radically affect our body chemistry at a molecular level. Our bodies literally respond to expectations, conditions and beliefs. This is how the placebo effect works. Dawson Church, the author of The Genie in Your Genes, says, Each of us holds the key to a pharmacy containing a dazzling array of healing compounds. Our brains are themselves generating the drugs similar to those that the doctor is prescribing for us. That's why I'm so excited for you to experience my brand new and highly innovative hypnosis recordings. So, how would you like to cool your hot flush, or ignite your libido, or clear your brain fog? Well, now you can. Just relax and listen to the 25-minute recording every day for just 30 days and watch the changes kick in. Each recording is just $24.99 or you can get the entire collection for a saving of £15. Just visit sallygarozzo.com forward slash shop. That's sallygarozzo.com forward slash shop. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, if you're liking these podcasts and you really believe in getting the word out there about menopause health, then please subscribe and leave a review too. It just means that we get to reach out to more people who need to hear this message. And happy people means a happy world. Your interaction might very well help to save another person's sanity or even their life. And if you'd like to ask me a question directly, come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm at Sally Garozzo Mind Mentor, or of course, you can drop me an email. My email address is info at sallygarozzo.com. I'll see you next week. Bye.
拜。